0: everyone's having a good day good week wherever you are just remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button the follow button on all the platforms we're on rumble google spotify and apple Podcasts, and many other more you can find all the platforms on our facebook page the cajun conservative show or our website the cajun conservative show at dot wordpress.com at wordpress.com Uh, Too many letters to remember So, but anyway, hope everyone having a good week again You know, to start the week off with me If you're listening on the Monday that the show is dropped I appreciate everyone that is there My audience, hey, y'all the greatest in the world Now my guest might have something else to say about his audience But I think we have the same audience So I'm just gonna leave it at that Today, co-hosting the show with me for the whole hour In something that we record Mr. Scott Ford from the Scott Ford Show Scott, what's going on?
1: Isaac, thank you so much for having me back on. I'm a big fan of your show. Even if I didn't know you, I'd be listening. So this is, uh, this is a, a, a pleasure, and I, I appreciate it.
0: The pleasure is mine, my brother. I love having you on. I believe this is uh, – I did some research last night in my own show. I think this is like the third or fourth time, and I'm always mentioning you on the show. I have an ad running for you on the show, and uh, th- this is only the third time. I'm, I'm surprised at myself that I only allowed it three times. We're going to have to get you back on a lot more.
1: I'll be on quite literally anytime you want me to be on, I will be on.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And look, hey, this is in the works for a while, man. We've been getting ready to go. And uh, I think it's appropriate. It's right by the end. It's right by Christmas. And um, we're, we're about to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to, to, to have a guest host, uh, at, right before Christmas is, uh, and it's not any guest host, you know, I looked at your channel, man, you have 2,044, uh, subscribe, uh, 2,000 point 44, uh, subscribers. And I, I'm, you know, I've seen you come a long way since we met last year Well, early of uh, 2020, I believe it is a 2021 we met.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of hard work, as you know. I mean, you're in this game too, but it's it's certainly something, I guess I call it like a passion project, but it's a passion project that it just, we, we definitely love doing. And it's it's nice and it's fun seeing the audience grow and it's nice getting the feedback. Like I feel like on my show, I've made so many friends. It's Like I truly do respect and love the people that listen to my show. And I know you probably feel the same way and um, a lot of our uh, listeners are probably interactive in the sense that a lot of your listeners are my listeners and, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's definitely fun doing this. I love seeing the, the growth between uh, me, you, Nate, Lauren, like how we've kind of grown and how we've collectively pushed our shows forward. So it's fun. It's fun seeing how we're evolving too.
0: Yeah. And, and that process is just, it, it, like you said, we're growing, uh, we had some technical difficulties to begin with, but like I said, it, it's just a growing process of getting everything together. You know, uh, if it's a new piece of equipment or like you said, meeting friends Like I met Lauren uh, through you, you met Nate through me and we just, we, we build up a, um, a friendship, but it's like a family. And we even have our own group on Facebook. If anybody wants to go look it up, it's the, uh, the conservative assembly. I think conservative assembles, I believe we called it or something like that, and we just get together and just have fun in that group.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, you're the you're the one who put that together. So thank you. That's awesome.
0: Oh no problem, no problem, my brother. Uh, so so let's go ahead and, and let's dive into some topics this week, uh, Scott. Um, you know, you, you say you listen to the show. You know how we do it. we do like fifty minute segments and all that. And I'm gonna keep track of the time on my end because uh, it's it's Saturday morning and you're heading to work. I'm gonna say you you got a good drive, man. You got a good drive. You you live you live not in a blue state, but you work in a blue state. So I I gotta pray for you. I gotta say, Lord, help him. <laughs>
1: It is weird, too, because going from a red state to a blue state, the differences between like what the, with the whole situation, it's like two different worlds. Like where I work, you know, it's, it's basically it's not fully locked down, but there's certain parts of it where you still feel like you're right in the pandemic and you mask everywhere you go. And then you go over state line to where I live and it's, you wouldn't even know there's a pandemic going on. You barely see a mask. So it's it's kind of weird living in both worlds.
0: It's like, it's like jumping from one dimension to the other.
1: It is. It really is. It feels odd when I, when I, when I dance back and forth.
0: Well, we're going to pray that you survive out there. You might move to the South one day, you know, you might, you might, this don't come to Louisiana. I hate to say that, but we we're we're living in a purple state. We're not, we're not red. We're not blue. We just purple.
1: Yeah. I hope to one day I'd uh, be in, in Florida. I'd love to live in Florida. I I've, I've always loved Florida. I have some family in Florida and uh I, I think eventually I'll end up in Florida.
0: Well, at least you'd be close to us. We can meet like in Mississippi or Alabama and do a a show together live.
1: Oh, we got that that's coming, my brother. We got to do that.
0: It's in the works. It's in the works. All right, my brother. So let's start off. Um I want to I want to talk this morning about uh Mark Meadows. Uh it was Tuesday, Mark Meadows... Uh, was held in contempt of Congress and it was mainly done by Liz Cheney. We know that January 6th was the insurrection where um, only one person died. I heard the other day an article saying, oh, this is the most deadliest attack on America ever. And I'm thinking there's only like one person that died and it was a Trump supporter without a firearm that just so happened to walk through a window. And it was done by Capitol Police. And there's a lot of questions on this, like should Nancy Pelosi have done something, or why did the police call, uh, wasn't, uh, chose, uh, called or whatnot, or Nancy Pelosi didn't do her job. But a lot of people are going after some Trump officials, uh, the Trump administration, one being Mark Meadows, and they're, they're looking for his phone records. They're they they're going through all, they're going through everything. And when he decided not to go ahead and to, um, go in front of this sham committee, which is by, uh, there's nine people. Scott, I didn't know if you knew there's nine people on this committee. Seven of them are Democrats that all voted to impeach Trump and two Republicans that voted to impeach Trump. Um, that's pretty much stacking the deck against someone if, in my opinion.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I knew, Oh look, I knew even before this, but right, when they said like basically Jim Jordan could be on the committee, I'm like, all right, here we go on this panel. I'm like, something's, something's definitely up here. He was rejected. Um, it, 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 I think I, I could talk and talk and talk about my frustrations with the, the, the hypocrisy that is going on in this country with the the, the, the the Department of Justice. I mean, on and on and on. You look at like exactly what you would think. There was one person killed at on January 6th, like you just said. And it was race related. Now, I'm not saying it was because of race, but I am saying it had all the things that the media loves, except that it didn't fit the actual narrative. It was a black man, law enforcement, killing a white woman. Like if if you reverse those races, it, it would fit the narrative. And that would have been the biggest deal ever. Um, you look at like there's people still in jail under the worst conditions I'm hearing because of January 6th. And all they were doing is walking around. Now I've condemned January 6th. I never supported it. I was even invited to it. A lot of people said you should go. And I'm like, listen, I I could feel like this was going to be used against conservatives, Republicans. I just had a bad vibe. And of course, that's exactly how it played out. But there's uh, still people in jail for basically doing nothing but walking around and uh, uh, you got the rioters, the looters from the summer of 2020. They were encouraged to do so and bail money was raised to release them. It's, it's catch and release. You've got the guy who set the uh, tree on fire, the, the Fox News tree. I heard that was $500,000 worth of damage. He walked the same day. they let him out. So why are the people for January 6th, why are they still in jail? but this guy can light a tree like Burning cop cars, throwing bricks at police. Fine. No big deal. Walking around the Capitol. Oh, you're still in jail. Like this is insane. What's going on? I'm surprised more people aren't worked up about it because it's, it's blatant hypocrisy. And it's just I mean, it's just flat out wrong. There's a there's a clear uh, uh, and a, there's a clear agenda going on right now.
0: Yeah, and, and look, this is what gets me, like you said, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan wasn't on it, and I think one other guy uh, they didn't want because he was too close to Donald Trump. How hypocrite, how this is what gets me upset. Liz Cheney and the other Republican voted to impeach Donald Trump. If this was a bipartisan group to begin with, they would have went ahead and let Jim Jordan on there. They would have let other conservatives on there and they would have, it would have been a lot of, it would have been more, I would have trust the system more. Let's just say it like that. But they didn't want Jim Jordan to ask the questions like, why did Nancy Pelosi bring the, uh, didn't call out the police or stand down the police uh and ask certain questions that the Democrats don't want answers. And, and Scott, this this is what gets me, especially Liz Cheney. She is, she has already been quoted saying that she is not going to let Donald Trump near the White House again. So I got a question. If, if Donald Trump would win the next election, would she cause the insurrection? Because it's, I, I asked the same questions about Bill Cassidy, my, my senator here at, uh, in Louisiana. Bill Cassidy has already said that Donald Trump will not be the nominee for the Republican Party. And nobody asks the follow-up questions. Well, how do you know that? And what are you going to do to stop that? Nobody asks those these people questions. And the whole my, um, Mark Meadows in contempt is just foolish, my brother. Because Mark Meadows is proven that he didn't do nothing wrong. Oh, because he asked the president to stop the the insurrection or stop the ask the people to stop the violence. What, what what's what's causing insurrection on that?
1: Well, yeah, and like you said too, and I think a a, a strong question needs to be asked. Why Why didn't Pelosi release the National Guard? Like, that was her responsibility. What was she waiting for? So, again, the, this is so clear and evident that this was just a plan. Um, I've seen video. Now, I can't confirm how accurate and true these are. I always like to say that to be fair. But I've seen a lot of video of, like, the cops standing down at January 6th. I've seen where the cops are waving people in. I've also heard a lot of things and seen some video, but, again, I can't confirm it, where there's, like, undercover... I guess FBI and they're waving people in and trying to get people riled up. And I guess they showed up on like arrest photos, but then all of a sudden they disappeared from their arrest photos because it was FBI. This was, this was staged in the sense that, um, it was like stirring the pot. It was getting to people who are, were really worked up and still are about a stolen election, which I can, can I prove it? No. Have I seen enough evidence? Do I believe it was stolen? Yes. Do I look at like, his approval rating, what he's done to the country. Do I look at like when people are saying, um, let's go Brandon a- a- at college stadiums, you know, college colleges are the most liberal places, the indoctrination of, of uh, liberal uh, uh, of people being liberal. And um, do I believe he won based on everything that I can see? You just got to open your eyes and look around and, and kind of, you can, you can, uh, one and one equals two, you know, it just, this does not make sense.
0: And, and that's what I tell people, Scott, I'd say, I do not believe that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. And when they look at, Oh, you believe the election was regular. You can bring up any assumption you want, but you know, when, when Joe Biden couldn't attract flies to any of his rallies and you have this man that has tons and tons of people, there. The American people love Donald Trump. You know, and people might say, no, there's 81 million people that voted against him. And I, I use your quote all the time because of a mean tweet. I, I just don't see that. And look, we can get into detail of proof and all, but I stand on the same. I don't think I, I, that's why I tell my this I don't think 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. And it's funny how people like Liz Cheney and the other um I believe it's uh McCarthy McCarthy wants to remove Cheney and Kinsler those are the two Republicans on the um on the January sixth committee they want to remove them from the GOP House they want to take their their are away from their name and it's impossible to do, but a lot of people want to do that
1: yeah, and I, what you just said too I think you said about your governor in Louisiana how he said Trump will not be the nominee
0: oh uh like that kind of- uh, uh, uh Bill Cassidy.
1: Okay. Okay. December. That kind of scares me because, like, I think like this whole COVID again. I'm not a conspiracy guy, but it almost sounds like I am based on some of the stuff I'm saying right now. But like, I just I think this COVID. Uh, uh, I think that obviously I I believe strongly that this was a plan. I think there's bigger things coming, and it scares me what that what was said about Trump because I, there might be bigger things coming against him. I mean, I, I'm surprised, and I hope I'm wrong. But I'm just surprised that they haven't tried to eliminate him, let's say. And I, I think things like that might be coming. Now, I don't have any inside information, of course, but the way things are playing out, the way things are going, I mean, they definitely do not want him to be president. And I think they'll do everything they can to steal an election. I, you know, I don't know if the whole COVID thing, as an example, if that was related to this whole stolen election but there certainly seems to be ties to it as far as like trying to get this uh, people who uh, 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 mail in ballots. Like so many things are just not adding up or I should say adding up to prove that there's some very vindictive things going on and continue to go on.
0: Well, let's look at the Octomon or the Octoman, whatever they want to call that variant. And I brought this out to the audience a couple of weeks ago that Uh, It's kind of funny how this is coming out at the beginning of 2022. Um, If you notice, COVID came out right before the presidential election, uh, where everybody had to be shut down, and they they, they, they passed these mail-in ballots and these drop boxes and all this stuff, and a lot of states have downplayed they they have uh, reversed that Texas being one of them uh, a while back. You had Texas senators going to Washington DC to hide because they didn't want to vote for a plan that would better protect their voting rights. And there a lot of states have changed their voting laws to where you can't have drop boxes. You can't have mail in ballots. You can't, you have to do uh, uh, uh absentee ballot and show your ID all of a sudden, the Octomon variant's coming out. And now not, now, Joe Biden, I think it was this week, I have it written down uh, somewhere. We're going to talk about that in the next segment of how we're going to have a summer, I mean, a winter of death and destruction if you're not vaccinated. Now, if you're vaccinated, you're fine, which we're going to talk about that uh, later on. But it, it, it's just the hypocrisy of that. And it, 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 it upsets me, my brother. It upsets me because... You see politicians talking like this, and they it, its all have a, they all have an agenda behind it to advance their political um, their political agenda.
1: You know what I feel bad for is, and I really do, but I have to just say because of the stupidity. I feel bad because of the stupidity of people that, and I know some people that since this began, uh, and I guess very beginning of 2020 people i know people that have still been completely locked down they don't go anywhere masking gloves everywhere they go if they have to go anywhere and that's rare like they, they they've kept their children out of school they're on complete lockdown the damage that they're doing to not only themselves but to their children and at what point do you just say okay enough like You've got to live life. There's got to be a point where you go, I know the risk, but I have to live. I can't completely just shut down my life. As an example, I'm driving to work right now. I drive to Chicago every day. It's, I, I, there's a bigger chance of me dying on the road, driving to work and home every single day. But yet, so I take that risk. I got to go to work. I got to pay my bills. I got to provide for my family. So I weigh out the risk. Should I drive to work? Yes, I should. Is could is there a potential for me to get in an accident and get killed? Yeah, but I look at the risk. I look at the statistics. Guess what? I go to work. So these people that are just, I, I can't believe they keep buying into this. Now I had COVID. I'm fine. I had a couple bad weeks, and actually, it was not even two bad weeks. I had out of the two weeks where I had COVID, one of the weeks was bad, but I'm fine. You know, I I, I weighed the risk. I've been living my life. I go out. I do basically whatever I want. I don't restrict myself. And I ended up getting it. It wasn't as bad as I thought. But, there was yeah, it was, like I said, that one bad week. So at what point do people go, enough of this? And we're being led. We're being controlled. Stop being cheap. Go live your life. And I look at, like, the men that are doing this, like, locking down. What, what are you showing? What are you proving to your child? Like, they're looking up to you as a man. And, like, my dad's basically a chicken. My dad's a, a sheep. He's a wood. Like, he's not living life. He's, a, he's afraid of this virus. Now, I want to also say it is very dangerous to some people. It should take it very seriously to people who have underlying conditions you need to be careful you need to be cautious if you're over 70 if you have diabetes if you're overweight you probably should be careful but these i've seen people that are like 30 years old very healthy no underlying condition and i mean they're afraid and i'm like what is your issue what is your problem here i am so glad i got it because now i have natural immunity which is proven to be better than the vaccine look at all these people that had the vaccine and they're still getting it. They're still sick. The vaccines at this point to me seem to be a big sham um, because it's just I, I don't. We're still living in this. Joe Biden said. Sorry to be rambling too, but it's all right. <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden said at the debate. He said to Trump, "How many people have died? Grandma's not going to be at the table. You shouldn't be leader. You need a leader that can't get this under control needs to walk away. All these people died under your leadership. More people have died under Joe Biden. And it's yep. funny no one's talking about that for some reason."
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thought, Scott, hold your thought. We're going to continue this uh, this conversation into the next segment, because that is part of our next segment. Um, we'll be right back after this short break from the Cajun Conservative and Scott Ford. About you, Scott. Man, when you hear some guitar like that, what, what what do you think, man? Oh, I
1: love that. I love like where the guitar just sounds so dirty and raunchy, and just I love a good guitar lick. I, I like I, probably my favorite music is like rock from like the '90s and the '70s. I love it because it it was very guitar heavy. It was dirty. It was like like a like a uh, the White Stripes type of thing. I love that kind of music. Love it.
0: Well, that was that. I'm gonna give you a heads up. That is my dad's first album he did in the '80s, dude. That guitar rip was Dang. done. If if I'm not mistaken, I think that was done by a guy named Jody Beard. It might have been somebody else then, but uh, if you listen to that guy, do my dad's latest album. I'm gonna send you some links uh, or send you some videos when it's on YouTube because my dad's working with that right now, which yeah I gotta say this God because he has a sponsor Hayes's Dump truck Service. if you heard the ad before this segment Hayes's dump truck service located in uh, Bro Bridge Louisiana. we haul dirt sand compost, whatever you want hey, give us a call we 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 got a, we got a brand new uh dump truck we're expanding the business. hey, give us a call and see if we can help you out so if you're in the Bro Bridge area, I don't want nobody calling us from like North Carolina I would help you, but that's kind of far that'd be a lot of diesel.
1: I was talking to you on the phone the other day when you were putting the decals or either taking off the decals from the, the, the newer truck or putting the new decals on, one or the
0: other. Yeah, I was taking them off with a razor. That it is a special way where you take off decals with a razor. So when you called, I had a razor in my hand. I'm like, Scott, don't talk too fast. <laughs> that might confuse you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's I mean, continue. Let's continue the uh, the conversation we were having. Before the first segment because we was talking about COVID, and we we were we were going to talk about COVID to begin with in the second segment so that it, it fit right in to go along uh we started about Liz Cheney and there's this bosch uh committee where they're trying to find trump uh guilty It they're not using they're not saying trump is innocent to proven guilty he's guilty until proven innocent in their mind and and we talked about how COVID has led to all this, uh, uh, all the, all the, about the election and how COVID played a big part in Trump not being president no more. But you mentioned something about Joe Biden, and I mentioned his quote early. He made a statement. He said, uh, uh, this comes from Fox News, Biden warns of a winter of severe illness and debt for unvaccinated. Um, but Scott, there's a problem with this because we talked about it. You had COVID. I believe I had COVID um, late 2020 and, or yeah, late 2020. I was real sick. I had a couple of days where I could not go to work. I almost spent two weeks out of work. I wasn't extremely bad, but I still had, I had all the symptoms. The only thing I didn't lose was my taste. So I don't know if that was a flu or whatnot, but you had it. You said you, you got a natural immunity now. So we, we have, we have all this, you know, we have, we we you know, we've we've had it. Look, I've never got it back to my knowledge. I don't think you ever got it back. But the NFL and the NBA, that is their policy. The play in the NFL and the play in the NBA, you have to take it, or you have to go ahead and take a series of tests. We know, like Ky- Kyrie Irving said, he wasn't playing because he didn't want to get it. He was not forced. He was not going to be forced to take a vaccination. But uh, I don't know if you heard the news. New Orleans Saints Sean Payton. Got COVID nineteen. He ain't coaching in the game this Sunday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have three to four games that are canceled or postponed till Monday or Tuesday. And, and Scott, you said something in the first segment that you think that this um, this vaccine is a sham. They're pushing booster shots. It, it, and look, all the people that have been that are unvaccinated that have got it, to my knowledge, has never gotten it again. I could be wrong. I don't have data to prove that, but that's that's the normal occurrence. People that take this shot, they get it back, and the people that don't, they they get it and then they're done. They're good with it.
1: Yeah, and I need to correct myself. I, I should have I shouldn't have said it's a sham because that's taking one side. Here's where I'm at with that. I, I I'm not anti-vax. I'm truly not. I, I'm also not pro-vacc. I'm right in the middle. I think each person, as an American especially, they need to
2: wait out the risk and say, look, I think the problem with vaccination probably does help a lot of people. I also know that it's different from people. A lot of people come from the media. Sometimes we're thinking about that. You have to look at the risk. I don't think the risk, but you do know, I want it to be? Experimental vaccine. I don't know what it's going to do. People have died from it, or who wants to potentially get COVID. No chance. I've got a chance. I'll be fine. I got it. I'm okay with my approach. Uh, as opposed to being an experimental vaccine. Also, so I also still do know that people. Some people have been vaccinated. A lot of people. There's some people. Some of the people have had very bad outcomes of COVID, even though they're vaccinated. I know people in my family have
1: been and but probably some people, I'm sure, and got COVID. It probably did help them. So I'm very fair when I bring it up. Uh, so I'm not anti-vax. I'm also not pro-vax. I'm pro um, people doing what they believe that they should do. I'm also anti-misinformation, it, it, and that seems to be in abundance. It's get vaccinated so we can take off the mask. Well, guess what? The masks are still on. Get get vaccinated so we can stop these mandates. Mandate's still in place. You know, now it's, you know, wear a mask. Then it's wear two masks. Then it's, um you know, well, you need another shot. Well, then after the other shot, now you need a third shot. You need a booster. They're even talking about a four shot. Like, I'm just kind of like, before I would even dream of getting the vaccination,
2: I would say, get it all figured out and then come to it again. I heard that these uh, pharmaceutical companies, I'm not real clear on how to explain
1: this, but like, they are protecting what's in the vaccines for like 55 years, I think. Like, why do you have to hide what's in the vaccines for 55 years? And the reason being, probably because everyone's has been dead it's alive now, I mean, for the most part, uh, 55 years from now. So, what are they hiding? What's up with that? So, again, the misinformation is what's turned me off from it.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing, too, Scott. You know, you, you talked about government. Um, They're telling us, hey, you, you can take off the mask if you're vaccinated or you don't take it off, you should wear it. The, 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 the biggest thing I get is, well, you should wear the mask to protect the unvaccinated. Well, if you're vaccinated, you're protected from the unvaccinated to begin with. Like you said, there's, there's a lot of things that are going on. And what's the bad thing about this is that the government, the government itself... Is trying to force people to take this vaccination because you, you mentioned something about how you're not you're not anti-vax. I am not anti-vax to an extent. There are certain vaccinations I know about, one being the COVID vaccination that I read about that I, I just don't I don't don't trust it. Now, you have proven vaccinations like the measles vaccination, I believe it is, where people, you know, people that usually get the measles, they don't have it no more. And it, it, there, there's certain vaccinations that have killed viruses that have helped. That's why it took five years, six years, ten years to develop because they wanted to make sure it was right. And you, I'm not anti-vax, but at the same time, I'm I'm unvaccinated because I, I do not trust this. And the media is labeling us as anti-vax because we don't want to take one vaccination.
1: Yeah. It, 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 again, that that kind of falls under the misinformation—the stuff that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, figure it all out. And yeah, you got the people, like you just said. They're, I, I never understand the logic of people. Like, you know, you could take Bob and Mary, and they're married, and they're fully vaccinated, but they won't let Stan come in the house. Why? Because Stan's not vaccinated. Why should it matter if they're vaccinated? They're fine. Like, it, if the vaccine works, then you're you're fine. But The the people who are vaccinated, they seem to be the the most scared out of everybody. But it's like, what are you scared of? You're you're supposedly vaccinated; you should be fine. They're the people who like you see wearing a mask in the car by themselves. And it's like, what do you think the glove (laughs) compartment light's going to give you COVID? Like, really?
0: Well, Scott, don't you know it's on the surfaces? You remember, remember that? Remember when the remember when it first came out? Hey, make sure you have all kind of Lysol. When Lysol sold out, you couldn't find Lysol to spray all your counters because it could live on your counters. That—that that was one of the biggest thing, and didn't come to find out. No, it really don't live on the uh, the surfaces. It don't last long. And they, Dr. Fauci is one of the greatest ones for hypocrisy because. He tells us, "Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Then wear two masks. Then wear a box of masks." It, it, it's crazy how how this, like you said, misinformation is getting out there.
1: Yeah, which is clearly like I, I remember Fauci too. They asked him about the riots and and uh, COVID. This was back in twenty twenty. Look at all the riots going on in the summer and Bernie. And do you have anything to say? Like you can't go to church. You can't go to you know this and that. Uh, kids can't go to school, what about these riots? He refused to condemn the riots. He refused to do it, making it political. But then he actually just recently made statements about January sixth against January sixth. So it's like, oh, you won't condemn riots and looting and burning of cities and burning of cop cars and cops being assaulted. But you'll speak out against January sixth. Like he just he showed his cards. He let it be known where he stands politically, where uh, all of this, this whole agenda behind this whole COVID thing is political. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. But again, can I prove that? No, but you just got to look at things and it just, things don't add up. Like it came from a wet market. Then there's emails coming out. Like it didn't come from a wet market. And it, 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 uh, there's an agenda, there's a plan, there's things going on. And quite frankly, it scares me. I'm scared of the plan way more than I am of this dumb virus.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's getting to this point, Scott, because let's dive into that plan for the rest of this segment, because yesterday, and I was so excited about Attorney General Jeff Landry here in the state of Louisiana. Our Attorney General, I hope he runs for governor, is one of the greatest politicians for the people. Let's say he he goes ahead and he works for the people. He was one of the Attorney Generals that that, uh, challenged the vaccine mandate that Joe Biden put on companies that with a hundred or plus more employees that you have to get or you have to get um regular testing and you had to pay for it. the 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 employee uh, the employer uh, yeah the employee of the employer had to pay for this testing it got shut down by the fifth uh, circuit um then the yesterday right at the end of the day we get breaking news that the federal appeals court says Biden's vaccine rule for private business can resume because one liberal lawyer says people have to think about their health. Hey, let's give up our rights, let's give up our our, our freedoms for public health. That this is all. If you if you caught that, Scott, public health. Now, 27 business groups, that including the Daily Wire, um, has filed to, uh, an appeal and it's going to be taken to the Supreme Court. Scott I want to ask you a question do you think that this is what is going to of control like you said controlling people or do you think oh this is all for public health hey let's just to be healthy let's go ahead and and just just take it and don't worry about your freedom let the government tell you what you got to do
1: well I think this is clearly uh not about public health it's it's so uh, to me again it's blatantly obvious look at like I don't know where the numbers stand as of right now today, but I know as of like a month ago at least, uh, they were against everything Ron DeSantis was doing in Florida, and he went against everything, the mandates, the masks, the this, the that. like He was doing the opposite of everything else the government was saying, and they had the lowest uh, COVID rates in the country. And again, keep in mind, too, we're talking about Florida where a lot of the elderly live. And so if anybody's going to be you know, get adverse effects really from the, uh, the COVID, it would be Florida because of all the elderly uh, that live there. And he had the lowest numbers. So it, it, that would be where you would say, okay, well maybe we should do what Ron DeSantis is doing. If, if the interest is truly in public health, let's do what the guy, let's do uh, the guy who's doing, well, let's do what he's doing because he has the lowest rates. But of course, politically, they're not going to do that. They're going to—they're not going to agree with Ron DeSantis, a conservative. They're going to do the exact opposite. And the way they suppress, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and um, the, I think they put a restriction on monoclonal antibodies. Like, why? Now, again, I don't—I'm not a doctor. I can't—I can't say that ivermectin works or hydroxychloroquine works, or. But I've heard a lot of, of, of positive things about. Those I've heard a, a lot about uh, monoclonal antibodies. Why would you put restrictions on those things if your main interest was in the public health? So I think that again, it, like I said earlier, I think it's like not in their cards. That's not about public health. This is about
2: control.
0: And and it's sad. I, I don't think our found, I think our founding fathers are turning over the grave because I don't think they ever thought America we get to a point where the government, because the government would be so big that they would try to control people's life. And, and look, you, you if you're, if you fail to, to learn your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And, and, and right now we, we have never been in a state where socialism has taken over this country, but it is getting pretty close using COVID-19 because a government telling people that, Hey, if you have a hundred employees, you you're gonna have to make sure to get the shot. But if you have ninety nine, you're good to go. That that ninety nine ain't a super spreader, but hundred is. And uh it goes to man, uh I'm trying to remember. Uh, just as they say, yeah, I just had a brain uh spasm right there, I guess. A brain fort you can say. But uh but it, it's sad. yeah, it, it's sad that you you if you're in a certain uh a certain place or you in a certain uh, building or whatever. It's not super spreaders, but the same capacity of a church or something like that is a super spreader. It's a lot of hypocrisy and it's about control. Like you said, Scott, we got one more segment and that's going to be a doozy of a segment because we're going to talk about your latest video, which I seen and I loved it. And we're going to talk about how you can prepare your mind for success. If you're ready, my brother, we're going to go ahead and take a break right here and come back right after the... Uh, Right after, uh, your ad, you, we're going to be talking about your, uh, your show on the next ad. So
1: awesome. I'm in.
0: All right. We'll be right back after this short break. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. I know Scott personally. He's a true blue, red-hot conservative talking about current world events, but just not telling you about the world events. He's giving you a god on his opinion of what's going on. So today, go ahead and check out the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. Since I've told you, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Scott Ford Show? If you say yes, I'm going to give you a thumbs up with a big smile. If not, I'm going to look at you weird and say, why are you not watching the Scott Ford Show? So go check out the Scott Ford Show today on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. everybody welcome back to the third and final segment of the day with the Cajun Conservative and Scott Ford from the Scott Ford show Scott we're having some good conversation today Um, so before we go on Scott I do want to bring up something okay I looked up something while on the break and I was uh, I, I don't know if everybody knows about how we met and everything but it was through um through a mutual friend named uh curtis harper and february 22nd we uh i got a message from curtis harper and it read this hello my name is curtis and i'm a friend of scott ford host of the scott ford show we are wondering if you would like to be a guest on his his youtube show we are a small channel some have uh so we have nothing to offer, and he went into details, stuff like that. And he they, they asked me the question, if you would like to come on by phone, let me know the time and date. That would will work best for you. And he sent me a picture. We talked the next day, my brother. And from then, I don't think we went a week that we haven't talked or haven't texted each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely, I, I would say, I don't know how Curtis, uh, found you. And, but he, yeah, the second he introduced me to you, um, he tried to connect us. And I was like, who's this Cajun conservative guy? And I started, I think, I can't remember if I talked to you first or listened to a little bit of your shows first. I don't remember, but I know the second I talked to you, it was like an instant, this friendship right away.
0: And it and it has grown ever since. And I, I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, man, I know I'm, I I I didn't know the exact date, but I know we've been knowing each other for close to a year. Can you believe it's been a year since we've talked on the phone and have met? We've done multiple live streams together. Uh, this is the third time that uh, yeah, the third or fourth time you've been on this program. I've been on your program a couple of times. It, it a year, my brother. It just it's just amazing. You know what?
1: Though in, in the weird way, it almost it seems like I've known you even longer. Like, I feel like I've known you my whole life. Like again, same like here, same like, here. Yeah. Instantly friends. Instant.
0: And, and I guess that's because we have the same mindset. We, you know, and look, bro, we, we went through a lot this year. I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the audience a little bit of background and, the audience is going to remember when I talk about this. I was on a certain podcast where they said that I uh, I was a couple of fries short of a happy meal and that uh, I, I, di- I didn't let them talk and I didn't do all that. And I was real discouraged and I did talk to people, but I, I, I remember texting you and I said, look, I really need to talk um, whenever you get a chance. And within five minutes, you say, give me a call. And that's true friendship right there. When you say, look, I need to talk to you and look within five minutes you knew it was urging like, Hey, give me a call. We're going to work this out.
1: And d- did you feel better after the phone call?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I had Scott Ford on the other line. Well, why, why can't I be better? You know what? <laughs> so, but anyway, I just wanted to bring that out to the audience. We've been, we've been, uh, for a year now getting close to a year. Uh, I just celebrated my one year anniversary on the cage of conservative. It was last November. Uh, you, I think you celebrated a year on your channel as well. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I believe.
1: Um, you know, I probably should pay more attention to that, but I, <laughs> I think it's been, yeah, I think it's been like, uh, it might be a, a close to a year and a half at this point. I don't even know. To, I
0: don't even know exactly when I started it. I should look into that. Yeah, you should, man. Have a big party. Have a big, have a big virtual party. We get everybody uh, together on there, and we will. I don't drink, so I'll, I'll drink some coffee or some Coca Cola and some ice or something like that.
1: That's fine. Oh, I'd we, love to have a party with you.
0: Well, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't fall out your chair. I said Coca Cola. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you know what? I didn't catch that. Yeah. It's, yeah. I had to, I had, I had to remind you like, oh, he don't like Coca-Cola anyway. Uh, all right, Scott, look, uh, before we, uh, I knew we got this segment coming up, uh, and we've been, we talked about a lot of heavy stuff. I mentioned the NFL. We mentioned COVID-19 and all that stuff. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about your show in this segment to begin with, because we connect politically. We, we, we agree majority on everything. And look, I'm going to be honest the year we know each other. It's rare, but we have disagreed on some things, not a lot, but some things we did disagree on. But as our friendship has evolved, we've been, you know, we talked about it. We, we see our voices, we voice our opinions and that's what our show is, is our, both our shows are voicing our opinions on certain things. and, you go ahead and go a little more different route than I do. I, I I'm, I'm mainly um, political. I have another podcast where it's strictly spiritual and but you go ahead and you talk about the politics but you're more of a motivator and you're more of a of an encourager. And your last video at the time of this recording is My Fountain of Youth routine and so much more. And yet you go into politics a little bit about, but you talked about an interesting concept about preparing your mind for success. And I I, I want, I want to, let's talk about, let's talk about you and your show. And let's talk about that for a a second, because like I said, you're just not politics. You do try to encourage people on both sides of the aisle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we've missed something. There used to be, I always hear these stories before my time even, but I, I always hear these stories where, like, you could have a Democrat, you could have a Republican, and they would, um, they would disagree on the floor, let's say, but then they would go afterwards and have a beer together or have dinner together. And I really wish we could get back to that, where it's okay to have disagreements, but it's now, it's gotten so bad where, like... It, it, you know, if you say you're a Republican, if you say you're conservative, you're immediately a white supremacist, you know, and it's like, no, like, why don't you, why don't we talk? Why don't you get to know me? Like, I would love to be able to just, it's okay to have differences. It's okay to have differences of, of opinions, but we should be able to do it respectfully. I don't understand all this name calling and all this like violence and all this, like, you know uh uh, uh, getting in people's faces and destroying their property if they if they vote a certain way like can't we just sit down and talk and have our differences and i think if we did that and we really did it instead of just coming to conclusions like oh you're a you're a conservative you're a white supremacist i think if people actually talk they would find out wow that's not true that's not even close to being true like i like people like all across the board, like I like uh, someone like like a Joe Rogan, who is a hardcore liberal, but he is so open to everything. Also, ironically, like uh, Bill Maher, like I listen to Bill Maher, and because 85% of his talk is going against Democrats, and so it's so funny, like he calls himself a Democrat, he calls himself a liberal, but if you listen to his show, you'd be a little bit shocked by that, you'd be confused, because it's like is he really a liberal? Because He's talking against his party all the time. He's always talking out against this woke culture. So I wish we can get to that where we could just all across the board be to, like, it's OK to be, have differences, but let's discuss it and let's still be fine with each other.
0: You know, you mentioned the names like that. What about Joe Manchin? No, you know, this week we heard that the Build Back Better plan has been pushed back to 2022 because they don't believe it's going to get passed before the end of 2021. And the, the Democrats are calling Joe Manchin, all kind of stuff. And look, if Jim, if, uh, we talked about Bill Cassidy or if Joe Manchin would run for senator here in the state of Louisiana, I would vote for him over Bill Cassidy because you know he's he's straightforward, but there's a lot, he's the same way. They call him names and he's in his, like you said, Bill Maher and all in the same party it, you can't disagree like i said earlier we disagreed on a few things but in like minor stuff it ain't really bad but we, we we talked it over and you know we're still buddies we're still friends we don't have to disagree with each other uh, well we could disagree with each other but still be uh, friends
1: yeah exactly it, it's how it should be i mean it, it listen if you want if everyone wants everyone just to think exactly like they do how narcissistic is that like you you want to add some color into your life. There's been many times throughout the years where, and I actually embrace it, where my mind has been changed. You know, I might think a certain way. I might feel a certain way. I might be pretty strong in those convictions. And then, like, I'll talk to someone, and they have a different view, and I'll listen to them, and I'll listen to the reasons why, and then the next thing you know, it's like they actually changed my mind. Like, I do feel differently about so-and-so now. And um, I, I, it just popped into my head, but, like, this whole – Uh, Nicholas Sandman uh, 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 situation that happened. The whole country was, he got into the Native American space and he's a white supremacist, Trump-supporting, like, you know, on and on. That was not, but the whole story, the whole country ran with that story. And then when you see more of the video and you get more of the proof and more of the evidence, that is absolutely not even close to true. It's not what happened. Those kids were, they were, uh, 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 p- uh, assaulted you know uh, verbally assaulted and it changed everything so like you have to be able just don't look at something and go oh that's that's what happened right I if you notice even during our conversation I talked about certain things like I talked about ivermectin and um, hydroxychloroquine and I said I'm not a doctor I can't say that those do anything I I talked about the stolen election I believe it was stolen but can I prove it no so like you got to keep yourself open to everything just to, you know, because your mind can be changed. And you may not have all the facts. So it's, don't be that type of person that just is purely pig headed and my way or the highway, because it had it, 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 be open to different views, different opinions and, and give your life some color.
0: Yeah. And that, that, that's what we have. We have to do. You got to be open mind, especially in politics and look, I'm all right. I'm all conservative. I ain't part of the all right group, but I am conservative. And it, look, even we talked about the podcast uh, that I was on earlier that these guys, the next episode really just, in my opinion, shot me down lower in a dog. And I promoted like, look, there during the conversation. It was civil. They, they looked at it and said, well, okay, we can disagree, but we having a conversation and that's when I said, you know, you won the battle because or you won the war It's when you set your mind to, to to say what's right. And somebody attacks you for no reason when, and baseless claims. You know, you've done it. And you, 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 you did. Like you said, there's just no them guys didn't have to come back on and say, well, look, you did this. You did that. Or he was this. He was that. They could have just left it alone. And said, look, we had a good conversation and left it like that. And it goes to, like you said, name calling and stuff. It just it, it destroys what our country was built on.
1: Yeah, I mean, even look at like Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, a white supremacist, white supremacist. That's all you hear connected to his name. I want to see the proof. There is no proof. You know, there is no evidence, but people just ran with that. And if you try to talk to them and try to where's the proof they just they, Now you're a white supremacist. Cause you're speaking like, well, I just want to see proof. Like I don't want to just, label someone white supremacist if they're white supremacists, I condemn them but you're go- you're going or saying he's a white supremacist with no truth or no no um nothing to back it up at all um I, I, I've talked about this before too where there's a large segment of the people where they feel if you ask them who did Kyle Rittenhouse shoot they think they would tell you he shot oh yeah he shot three black guys no he didn't <laughs> there were three white guys. Right, You know, so you got to be open to like evidence, sit back and just soak things in. Don't just run because like I, even though most of my thoughts and opinions align on the conservative side, I still very much consider myself like a, a, an independent because I do like to sit back and just kind of soak things in instead of just, well, my party feels this way. So this is how I have to feel. There are certain things like maybe I don't necessarily agree with all the way, but certainly I'd say 85% of my beliefs definitely line up with like a conservative viewpoint, points. If not more, it might be more
0: than 85%. Um, as Joe mentioned, said more of the country leans more to the right than the left. So that's what, that's what you sound like. You, you're, you're fair and balanced and that that's what's good. And like I said, I call myself a conservative because I, I don't want to line up with the Republicans or the Democrats. Hey, I'm just a conservative. And that's my viewpoint. So Scott, I got a question to ask you um, because your last video, you talked about cold showers. You talked about setting your mind up. Um, How, you know, there's a lot of people out there and we talked earlier. Remember the beginning of the program, we talked about us advancing our shows and us putting in a lot of work. You have 2.44,000 subscribers. I have a few subscribers on rumble and on, and on my podcast, um, On my Facebook page, <clears throat> excuse me, I got oh, close to 900 people follow me on there while we was on the break. I saw someone follow me uh, right before we came back on and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of, you have to set your mind to success and 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 tell me to, to close out the show, how do we do that? How do we, how do you know, how do we get our mind focused on saying, look, you know, how do we advance this goal that we're part of?
1: Well, there's so many different ways to answer that question. But like, I just look at it as, and I I know, you know, you're a Christian and I'm a Christian too. So I believe that, you know, obviously life goes on after this world, you know, after, after we're here. But to simplify it, like we got one life, we got one life here on this earth, on this planet. And I just look at it as like any time that I'm upset, that I'm angry, that I'm depressed, That's time that I'm wasting here on this planet. And I really do look at it. Now, that doesn't mean that I never get angry. It doesn't mean that I never get depressed or down or frustrated because I do. Uh, But I try to be very aware of that. Like, I want to live. I want to cram as much fun, happiness, excitement, success into this life that I possibly can. I always talk about life being like bookends. You know, you're born. That's where the bookend starts. You die now. Some people have a long life, and that bookend is pretty far away. Some people have a very short lifespan, unfortunately, and the bookends are a lot closer. But I try to look at that space in between the bookends, and I want to fill it in with as much good stuff as I possibly can. Like what's in between um, book bookends? Books. What's in books? Stories. Like create stories. Expose yourself to experiences. Um, as far as like. I guess I'm just very aware of like every day we're getting closer to death. And I don't mean that in a morbid way. I mean that in a, uh, uh, in a way to motivate you, to push you, like live. Like I see so many people just complaining all of the time. That's all they do is complain. And that's one of my biggest turnoffs, If not my biggest turn off, I can't stand, I've got a young daughter. If she complains, it's like, It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I just, I cannot stand complaining. I can't stand when kids do it, when adults do it, because it's that defeated mentality. Like people just sit there and complain where I've trained my brain and I, and anyone can do this, by the way, you just instantly start focusing on the solution. See, a lot of times people are programmed to focus more on the problem. And all you're going to get is more of the problem. So you'll see people, we all know people like this, where something arises, okay, something happens that you're not happy with, you didn't want to happen. And you'll see people, they'll be talking about it, and you see them an hour later, they're still talking about it. You see them four hours later, they're still talking about it. You see them a week later, they're still talking about this. They've taken no action towards the solution, but they're still talking about the problem. Where I just try to instantly go into, okay, this happened, I don't like it, how do I fix it? Like basically you could just start asking yourself better questions. So if you're not, if something happened, you're not happy with it. Okay. What can I learn from this? How can I use this? How can I overcome this? How can I change what's going on right now? And just start working towards that. So, you know, not being content with just like the problems here and I'm going to dwell and live in this problem. I want to design a life. I want to like, I want to get past all that. Like not everything is going to be perfect. So find the things that you can work on and work on them and change them. And the things you can't change, I mean, don't spend a lot of time worrying about them because you can't do anything about it. Complaining about it's not going to change the situation. Um, I've been working with a guy he's a good buddy of mine and we're both in sales. We both work for the same company. And I've been working on him quite a bit and it's starting to, it's starting to hit. It, It really is starting to get him because he would complain about like, let's say someone came in, they didn't have any money. Um, they can't buy. And then he would be like, oh, for one, as an example. And I was like, dude, there's nothing you can do about it. Like they didn't have the money. You complain about it. It's not going to put money in their pocket or change their credit score. And then now they're going to be able to buy. So don't even, why even spend a second complaining about it? If complaining about it changed the situation, then I would say go for it. But it doesn't. So move on to the next one. Like focus on the next one. Spend no time on this, on this stuff that doesn't serve you.
0: Yeah, we we and look I can relate to a little bit like that. I used to do that with uh with tires. A lot of people know I drive trucks for a living, and when a tire will blow, you you start complaining about the tire. You can't do nothing about it. Just change the tire, keep on going. That's the solution. And sometimes when we set our mindset on just saying, look, we let, let's let's get to the solution. Let's get it done and let's put our problems aside. And you know, Scott, you mentioned as being a Christian, you know, as believers, we a lot of a lot of that uh, that held by the Holy Spirit and Him telling us, "Hey, move forward." You get what I'm saying? You know, uh, the the great one of the greatest phrases in the Bible is, "It came to pass; it didn't come to stay."
1: Yeah, love it, love
0: it. Well, Scott, look, yeah. wh- we got to wrap it up. I-, I see we're running out of time. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your show and where people can find you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I Uh, started out on a radio show. Then I moved it to a podcast and now I'm on uh, YouTube and um, uh, the Scott Ford show on YouTube. And then I'm also on rumble. I don't spend a lot of time on rumble, although I do want to start putting more content on there. So if you don't mind subscribing there as well, Um, I'm not quite sure why Uh, on YouTube, it's the Scott Ford show all separate. And then uh, rumble, You can't separate it. So it's the Scott Ford show, kind of like all one word, the Scott Ford show. So follow me there. Um, As far as what my show is about, uh, it's basically kind of you. You kind of described it pretty good. I I talk about everything. I try not to be fully political, although there is a lot of politics uh, uh, in my discussions but it's definitely motivational. I try to put comedy in there. So I just, what I try to look at it as is a talk show, a topical talk show about things that are going on in the world, which, you know, pretty much race and politics dominates right now, unfortunately. So there's a lot of that talk, but I, yeah, I try to sprinkle in some success, talk motivation, and then some comedy, um, and just try to get people to think like, that's what I really want to do. I want people to think and um, and understand different perspectives uh, 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 instead of just running with one perspective and taking it to the grave. Like sometimes admit, like, look, if you know you're wrong, um, admit it. It's fine. And that in fact, that's a good character trait to say, you know what? I felt a certain way about something. But now that I look at it, I look at more evidence. I admit I was wrong. That's a good person there. That's someone that you can actually look up to. So I try to change people's minds and change people's perspectives.
0: Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan, man. You, and look, I, I, I'm a fan of your show. And like I said, we we, we got other friends that we listen to, Lauren Collins, Nate Savage, all met through through us two. And you know, I, Scott, you know, you, you're a good friend of mine. And I want to thank you for doing what you're doing, and thank you for coming on today. It's a blessing. It's an encouragement to call you brother, call you friend, call you fellow fellow conservative. Everyone go check out the Scott Ford show. You will not be disappointed.
1: I appreciate that, buddy. I am definitely proud to call you friend, proud to call you brother. And I look forward to our more collaborations we have. You're going to have you on my show pretty soon and let's, let's keep doing this.
0: Oh yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep, let's keep uh, fighting for freedom. As I say, let's keep on exposing law. Uh, Let's, let's, let's start, let's, Continue exposing lies and introducing the truth to people. That that's what it's all about.
1: I love it. Perfect.
0: Well, Scott. Until next time, man. You be blessed and be encouraged, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, Isaac. All right, everybody. That was uh, Scott Four from the Scott Four Show, uh, co-hosting with me today. And I was I, I really don't get to do that too much. I love I love having a co-host and uh, just taking some of the load off of me. You can say. All right, everybody, remember, Jesus Christ is king. He's coming back, and he's coming back soon. But you got to be ready for him when he comes back. If you're not ready, email me at conservative 5 at gmail.com. I will get in contact with you, and I will explain to you Jesus Christ and how to make heaven your eternal home. So until next week, and if checks don't bounce, we'll be back here next week, same time, same place. Be blessed, be encouraged. Have a good one.